Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty. Got royalty inside my DNA. Oh, the beautiful sights of those royal blue throwback jerseys. Clearly the reason. That's your Sacramento Kings get their first win of the season. They are now 1-5 after a thrilling 102-101 victory against the Utah Jazz. Welcome in to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am Damian Barling. Thank you so much for downloading, streaming, and thank you so much for listening. As always, you know how much uh, we appreciate it. If you're a regular listening uh, listener of the show, uh, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you've already done that, uh, please rate and review the show as well, particularly if you're there on Apple Podcast. Uh, hit the five-star rating. If you got an extra 60 to 90 seconds and you dr- want to drop us a little review, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic as well. So the Kings win. How about that, huh? 102 to 101. My, you know, overall feeling on this game is it wasn't particularly enjoyable to watch. The last couple of minutes were a whole lot of fun. Uh, it, it felt like the game. I was actually shocked as I, I was going over the box score just a few moments ago before we got started. I was stunned to see that the Sacramento Kings only went to the foul line 17 times. I felt like the Kings were at the foul line a lot. I actually felt like both teams uh, we're at the foul line a lot. If you had asked me to guess the amount of times De'Aaron Fox was at the foul line, I probably would have said 15 to 16. Uh, he was 9 of 12. Uh, the team as a whole was 12 of 17. Now, in a normal situation, uh, that would be a concern. Uh, that would be something I, I, I would think that needs to be addressed by Luke Walton and his coaching staff. But this isn't a normal situation. The Kings have suffered five losses in a row. They were able to get their first win tonight. And I guess you just look at it and go, hell, we'll fix that later. Uh, But I thought the Kings were there substantially more. The Jazz were there uh, 27 times. They were 20 of 27. But again, overall, I felt like the pace of the game was really slow. And I think that's evident by the the final score, the final 102-101 score. And the best way I can summarize it, or, or at least the best way I can rationalize it in my own head as to why the game felt so slow and so kind of plotting is that I can't count how many times there's at least four or five times here just in my notes that I have you know Jazz went on a 13 to 2 run Kings went on a 10-0 run Jazz went on a 9-0 run Kings went on a 13-2 run it's like it was just a game of runs where points were scored in short periods of time they were just scored in bursts and I think that's the only reason uh, that's the only logical way for me to explain why this game felt so slow to me because I was just sitting there in the fourth quarter. Once the Sacramento Kings survived the third quarter, I, is the third fourth quarter got here, it was just like, okay, how are they going to close this out? And then it just felt like the game was dragging along until maybe the last four minutes. There was a stretch where it looked like the Sacramento Kings were going to completely pull away from this and, and actually... Uh, not just have a victory, but have uh, uh, an emphatic victory. That didn't happen either. Uh, a couple of the particulars, De'Aaron Fox, this was his night. This was his game. As a matter of fact, I, I think uh, I think it's fair to say 
De'Aaron Fox is the reason the Sacramento Kings won the game. Uh, just when it looked like they had completely lost control of one of those 9-0 runs or 10-0 runs or 13-2 runs, uh, De'Aaron Fox would uh, would bring them back to life, so to speak. Uh, 25 points for him uh, to go along with four assists, five rebounds. I do want to point out, no double-digit rebounders for the Sacramento Kings uh, tonight. 38 rebounds uh, on the game for the team, which surprisingly was enough to win the rebound battle. I don't think Utah played particularly well. during the. I, and, I, and I can't figure that out because I want to be careful and I don't want to take anything away from the Sacramento Kings. Again, I want to celebrate this episode of the podcast as much as possible. I, I don't want to take anything away from the Kings. I felt like the Jazz were slow or tired or disinterested. Or the other possibility is the Sacramento Kings were frustrating the hell out of them because we did see some things on the defensive end that were a lot different. De'Aaron Fox was incredibly active. And my my only concern about De'Aaron's game today is the fact that these guys are traveling and they're playing in New York on Sunday. It felt like De'Aaron was going 100 miles an hour. And if we could get a second gener- stat measurement on him as to like how far he moved in the game, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was more than any other player in either uniform. He was all over the place, and it felt like Bogdan Bogdanovich was as well, particularly there in the fourth quarter. It looked like Bogdan Bogdanovich was getting his hands uh, on a lot, a lot of loose balls. Rashawn Holmes uh, is a difference maker. Uh, he didn't have the explosive performance on the offensive end that we have seen a couple of times this year, uh, but he was very noticeable on the defensive end. And on that last play, and I'm watching it right now, when I saw Rashawn Holmes run out at Donovan Mitchell, at the pace in which he's running, I'm like, oh, crap, he's going to foul him. And then he bumps him. I actually thought they had called. I thought they had called a foul. uh, But as I saw Donovan kept going, I was just like, oh, they they didn't call anything. They let that bump go. At the pace at which uh, Rashawn Holmes was moving, I thought, oh, crap, he's going to hit him. He bumps him. No foul call. Uh, Donovan gets up a decent. He got up a pretty good look. Uh, It just fell short. So again, this this wasn't a, a, a particularly great game for the Utah Jazz. They fall to four and two on the season. It was obviously a winnable game for them. Uh, we'll try to go over each individual quarter. Of course, we'll bring you Luke Walton's press conference uh, as we always do. Uh, but it is nice that the Sacramento. It's nice to have a a, a positive uh, show here uh, post game on the Hootball Podcast Network. And 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 that energy that the Kings had, you know, they had it early. Uh, and that was one of the good things, uh, uh, that was one of the really, really good things about the game today is that the Kings opened up the game with energy and they seemed to finish it with energy as well. I never felt like the Kings got, I never felt like they got slow. I had just said it felt like that Utah was like disinterested or tired. I never felt that way about Sacramento. Not in the first quarter, not in the second, not in the third, not even during runs. It felt like they were, you know, it's just that there were points where shots weren't falling for them. There were sh- there, there were points where they were doing you know stupid things with the ball. But I never felt like they were they just they just weren't there uh, that they were lazier that they were losing energy. Their defense looked better, uh, and in the fact that uh, Holmes was aggressive, was able to be as aggressive as he was late in the game is is commendable because he picked up two quick fouls there uh, in the first quarter. Uh, the Kings had a really good. As I don't think the Jazz even had a lead. Until sometime in the third. I know they've got that in my notes here as we roll along. But the Kings, they got out to a strong start. A 9-0 lead. Score was 23-2. Uh, not, not a 9-0 lead, excuse me. They got on a 9-0 run. Made the score 23-11. to uh, Five quick points from the Utah Jazz and a Luke Walton timeout. Brought Utah back within seven. And then this is, you know, you just saw a lot of... 
this is this is where I think the the story of the game was really told in the first quarter. Um, Kings had three missed threes in a row, followed by back to back turnovers, and you're looking like, okay, this is going to be another one of those dreadful finishes to the quarter by the Kings. But Utah wasn't able to capitalize on it. Uh, Barnes hit a layup. Utah turned it over. Bogey hit a three. Kings went up ten. Uh, heading into the second, my only takeaway from that first quarter is, man, the the Kings, they they capitalized where Utah could not. Uh, they took advantage of Utah's mistakes. Sacramento left the door wide open, and the Jazz just refused to walk in. Kings made a ton of mistakes, and Utah just could not capitalize on them. Uh, I had mentioned the game felt like it was slow. I think that really materialized itself in the second quarter. Uh, both teams went on lengthy stretches without scoring or, or scoring very little. Uh, Jazz went on a, a 10-2 run before Harrison Barnes got the Kings going again with the three. Uh, we saw it was the second quarter where we saw uh, Nemanja Bielitsa and, and Rashawn Holmes connect on a couple of plays at the rim. Uh, Kings took a three-point lead into halftime. and I don't think either the team was playing particularly great, but the Kings were working their asses off. And I think that's really important to note. Uh, given what we've seen from them at various points through this year. I don't think Quinn Schneider was happy with the way the Jazz were playing, and I'm going to venture a guess that Luke Walton wasn't particularly thrilled with the way that the Kings were playing. Uh, But the Kings were working hard, and that was very, very evident. Uh, They got their hands on virtually every loose ball, and if they didn't, they were certainly attempting to. Uh, Let's go to uh, Luke Walton and see what he had to say about his Kings getting their first win. When talking about our team and trying to play more consistent. Um, we, we, we had the intensity that it takes to win games for much longer. This, that's the group I've seen uh, in, in our short time together uh, as far as the way they practice, the way they compete. So it was really nice to see that carry over for um, a, a large part of that game. Uh, individually, I thought Trevor um, really, uh, really showed symbolize what we're, we're preaching here, which is we're a team, and the only thing that matters is how we play and winning together. And he played 32 minutes, took zero shots, and in my opinion, really impacted that game. Every time someone got hot for Utah, we switched them on to somebody else, and he disrupted their rhythm and did a great job. Um, Harrison not playing most of the fourth, coming in, keeping his head up, supporting his teammates on the bench, coming in, getting a game winner. Dwayne, who, you know, he was didn't play much last game. Defensively was big tonight, and then knocked down a big three. Bogey struggling with his shot, stayed tough. All those things that we're talking about every day and working on, I was really happy to see uh, play out tonight. Luke, Katie Hunter, Kings TV. When it boils down to it, you guys look like a, a much different team. We're seeing a lot of the things that are characteristics that we know this team is capable of. How much of it comes down to just being hungry to get this win? Um, part of it is is the hunger, but um, you know, I think part of it is is the a bigger part of it is the work that they've been putting in and it hasn't paid off yet. Um, tonight I thought it did. That's a very good, that's a, you know, a very good team over there. And, uh, I thought that, um, were we hungry tonight? Yes. Have we been hungry most games to start? Yes. And then it fades out, but that's the intensity now that we have to have for an entire game. 
and hopefully we feel that we build on it. We continue to go in the right direction. So there you heard Luke Walton uh, there talking about his team, talking about, you know, Dwayne Dedman, he, he, he just picked the best opportunity uh, to hit his first three pointer of the game there uh, in the fourth quarter. You know, it's, it's, it's worth pointing out before we went to uh, Luke Walton there, that third quarter arrived and you kept waiting for it to happen. And it didn't, you know, it, it, in the first couple of minutes, the Jazz were able to take their first lead of the game. There was about a minute, 11 minutes left in the quarter. Buddy came right back. Kings took it back. And then we saw the two teams go back and forth, you know, really for the entire quarter. And it kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, all right, it's not going to happen today. Now, the Kings were outscored 32 to 30. They still haven't won a third quarter. But they also didn't score 15 points or 16 points or 17 points. They weren't outscored by 10 either. So once you kind of got through that third quarter, it was like, okay, what are the Kings going to do now? What are we going to be able uh, to get out of this? And I can't stress this enough. If you missed the game, De'Aaron Fox was the sole reason uh, that this game was it was what it was what it was, particularly here uh, at the midway point of the third quarter. He had 22. Uh, he had been to the foul lines at that point 10 times. Kings went on a 10-0 run. It ended with a it ended with a Mike Conley layup. And then De'Aaron missed that emphatic dunk attempt. Barnes chased the ball down all the way on the other side of the floor. He came back. He missed a three. Uh, and then Conley responded uh, with a corner three. And after being down by eight, uh, suddenly the Jazz were only down by three. Again, the Kings were really in control for, 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 for the bulk of this game. And it's something that they, you know, they didn't have to play from behind. At least not, you know, they didn't have to play from behind, like, by a significant number. They were never down by seven. They were never, never down by, you know, eight. They were certainly never down by double digits. It was something that they were, you know, the Jazz were always within their sights. Um, fourth quarter length came along. Kings were up by nine. I, the crowd was loud. It felt like for the first time all season. And I thought the Kings might run away with it. I thought, okay, this is this is good. Close them out. Just kind of put your foot on their throat. And, and you know, the Kings get a... Get a nice, solid win. Jazz are a good basketball team, and I don't think they had played particularly well up until that point, even though they had kept themselves in the game. Uh, they had done enough, and, and, and if, it was, uh, if it was the Sacramento Kings defense, they had done enough uh, to break away from it just a little bit, just you know to be able to stay close, just to keep uh, the Kings within uh, striking distance. And the Jazz, they, you know, they got within five, and the Kings, they just kept giving them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that the Jazz just could not take advantage of until they finally did in the fourth quarter. They were able to go on a 9-0 run to tie the game. And then Dwayne Dedman, who I just mentioned a moment ago, picked a great time to hit his first three of the game. He was 0-5 on the night uh, before hitting a three-pointer. With 60 seconds left. The Kings had a one-point lead with 17 seconds left. This is the first time that I recall seeing two loose ball fouls on made baskets. And uh, we saw that once in 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 on, on, on the Kings side of the ball. And we saw it here uh, at the end of the game. Kings had a one-point lead with 17 seconds left. Uh, shot clock was off. Donovan Mitchell got the ball. He was hot. He took the ball to the basket. Hit a difficult layup. Loose ball foul. And it's on Rudy Gobert. Okay, what's 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 going to happen here? Uh, nothing. The Jazz weren't in the penalty, so the, so it was just as if the the, the foul really didn't take place. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's basket counts. Uh, De'Aaron Fox pushes the ball up the floor quickly, finds Nemanja Belitsa in the corner. Belly misses. Uh, 
Harrison Barnes gets the follow. Kings take a 102-101 lead with 2.9 seconds left. Uh, and as we outlined, Mitchell got a pretty decent look uh, to try to hit the game winner. Rashawn Holmes was all over him, and the Sacramento Kings get their first win of the season. They're on the road now. They're headed out east. Uh, I imagine they're going to get on a plane tonight and uh, head to New York. They're going to be taking on the New York Knicks on Sunday afternoon here at 3 o'clock. Of course, we'll have a podcast immediately following that game, and then they're going to take on uh, the Toronto Raptors, the Atlanta Hawks there on that road trip uh, before they come back and take on the Portland Trailblazers for the next home game on November 12th. This is the first time that the Sacramento Kings will have more than one day in between games, I think, since the season started. Um, they're going to have a couple of days off uh, between New York and Toronto. And then they're going to have a couple of days off between the end of the road trip, which is against the Atlanta Hawks, uh, and their next game, which is against the Portland Trailblazers. So whatever Luke Walton has been working on, whatever he has been uh, telling us that the Sacramento Kings need to fix, whatever his biggest frustrations are, they're going to finally have an opportunity to get in the gym and work on it a little bit. And that's just, you know, that's just kind of the way uh, the schedule goes. Some other Sacramento news, uh, some other Sacramento Kings news that happened here uh, today is, uh, to no one's surprise, the Kings picked up the options for uh, Marvin Bagley and De'Aaron Fox. Uh, we all believe that those two guys are in line for massive contract extensions uh, when the time is appropriate. Uh, Caleb Swanigan, he did not have his option picked up, and neither did Harry Giles. Uh, they declined to pick up the final year option on Harry Jai's deal. That seemed to uh, catch a lot of Kings fans by surprise. And I wonder if this is, I wonder if now we're getting a, we're getting a glimpse into kind of what's been going on this season. Uh, you know, we had James Ham uh, on a podcast uh, just before the season starts. As a matter of fact, it was, it was the day of the season, uh, season opener. And, you know, we were talking about Harry Giles. He hadn't played in the preseason. He hadn't really been a part of training camp, didn't make the trip to India. And, you know, that's where James Ham first told us, you know, Harry came in out of shape. Uh, it had bothered his knees. I don't know if he's close to playing. I know I, there's there's a Bruder film uh, leaking through social media of him going through individual workouts. Uh, we've read that he has been out there on the floor uh, during the scrimmage portions of practice, which I imagine that hasn't been happening much since the season begins, uh, began. So I, I don't really know where Harry Giles is at. And I don't know that he's close to returning. The Kings have invested a lot of time into him. And at this point, I think picking up the, the final year of his, his contract, picking up that, that option year of his contract would have been nothing more than kind of a goodwill gesture. And it appears that the Sacramento Kings are now past that. Uh, we all had high hopes for Harry Giles. I, I can comfortably say uh, that we're all rooting for him. We want the guy to be healthy. Uh, we all know his uh, injuries and what they have done uh, to his college career. We we know that they have really, uh, you know, derailed the start of his uh, professional career. And I hope whether if it's with the Sacramento Kings or if it's with another franchise, I just hope the dude stays healthy uh, and he can have a a lengthy career, even if he doesn't. You know, it's 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 going to be a difficult pill for him to swallow if he, you know that he may never realize the the potential that he had in high school and you know having uh, coaches and scouts say he's he's you know the best high school player that they ever they ever scouted. He's the best high school player that they ever recruited. And you know if he doesn't if he doesn't those are pretty lofty levels to live up to. Those are 
you know, LeBron James levels, and those are Zion Williamson levels, and so far only one of those guys has lived up to the expectations. Those are those are tough, those are tough positions to be in. But if he could just have a, a sustained career in the NBA, I think that would be a, a massive win for him. And I can comfortably say if he's not a member of the Sacramento Kings, that, that Kings fans will continue uh, to root for him. Um, but right now, first and foremost, obviously the most important thing is his health. And he hasn't stepped on the floor here now six games uh, into the season. And uh, I guess we'll find out here, maybe even tonight, if he's going to be on the road trip headed uh, to the East Coast. That, that will tell us more about Harry Giles' immediate future. Um, Caleb Swan, again, no no big shocker there. It, it's just kind of one, one of those things. Uh, it is It is what it is in the lamest sports term imaginable. It was a fun night in the NBA in addition to the Kings getting their first win of the season. It was a fantastic game on ESPN that went to overtime between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron James, 39-12 and 16. Luka Doncic, 31-13 and 15. Uh, Danny Green with a shot at the buzzer uh, to force the game into overtime. The Lakers go to 4-1. and one. Uh, Again, I have to eat my words on the Dallas Mavericks. That team uh, has been really good this year, uh, and I think they're going to be able to keep it up like they're And it, not only have they been really good, but they're really fun uh, to watch as well. Uh, Andre Drummond, 25 points, 24 rebounds tonight uh, as the Pistons fall to the Chicago Bulls. Jason Tatum with the game winner for the Boston Celtics. They win tonight. They go to 4-1. and one. The Boston Celtics go to 4-1. and one. Uh, They beat the Knicks uh, tonight, 104 to 102. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 29-14 and 6 as the Bucks roll along. Uh, Pacers get a much-needed win tonight. Uh, Sabonis with 18 and 17. Russell Westbrook had 27, 7 and 8 in a Brooklyn Nets loss, or excuse me, in a uh, Houston Rockets loss to the Brooklyn Nets. And the Warriors continue uh, to fall. San Antonio Spurs beat them. Spurs, by the way, are four and one. I don't know how many, how much the Spurs have been talked about here. Uh, this year, uh, but they're they're four and one, five games into the season, thirty one points from Patty Mills, D'Angelo Russell, uh, and you're going to hear this phrase a lot over the course of the next several months as Steph Curry is out uh, for the next three weeks, and even got word today that the Warriors are going to monitor Draymond's minutes. So we're headed into load management territory for the Golden State Warriors, who are one and four. The phrase that you're going to hear a lot over the course of the next couple of months is D'Angelo Russell led the Warriors in scoring. Uh, 30 points, three rebounds, and eight assists uh, for D'Lo. But the story uh, for you uh, and the story for Kings fans is the Kings get their first win of the season. This was the De'Aaron Fox game. The Kings won this great play by, uh, there, there There were great moments. There were great plays from Nemanja Bialica. A great finish from Harrison Barnes. You heard Luke Walton a few moments ago play uh, praising Trevor Ariza. But this game was 100%. Uh, about the play of De'Aaron Fox. It was about his play uh, on the defensive side of the ball. It was about his play on the offensive side of the ball. And it was his willingness to get after every single loose ball, or as as Doug Christie calls them, or you know, most analysts call them, those 50-50 balls. Uh, he was able to get after all of them, or at least it sure appeared uh, he was going after all of them. So again, the Kings win tonight, 102-101. to It's nice to... It's nice to talk about the Kings and not be frustrated. This is a good feeling. I would really like for this to continue. 
Again, a difficult schedule coming up. I know the Knicks are one and five right now, but they're a team. They're very much a team that are getting better. But the good news is, you know, they played tonight too. They played tonight, too. The game was in Boston. Boston to New York is a significantly shorter trip than Sacramento to New York. Uh, but the good news is, is they were in a they were in a fight tonight. Uh, the Knicks were in a fight that came down to the buzzer. So, you know, they're going to be licking their wounds a little bit tomorrow as well. Uh, and, and, and both teams will be preparing uh, for that Sunday afternoon game uh, at Madison Square Garden. So we will see you then, of course, immediately following uh, that game on Sunday. Uh, we will have a podcast for you here uh, on the Hoopball Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, uh, for subscribing. Uh, make sure you, particularly on Apple Podcasts, but any podcast platform uh, that allows you to rate the show, uh, please rate us. Uh, that would be great. And, hey, don't go anywhere. Let's hit the pause button on Boys in the Hood and hear what Rashawn Holmes has to say about the Kings' first win. we do that. So, uh, yeah, we definitely needed this one. Okay, the, the play that sticks out to me the most that we haven't seen this season is when Gobert was kind of taunting Belt. He stepped in and kind of made your presence felt. What was your thinking behind that and just seeing a need for that type of a, of a person on this team? I'm just looking out for my teammates. You know, uh, that's not something I like. You know what I'm saying? I'm not backing down from nobody, especially when it comes down to my teammates. So I just want to look out for my teammates, protect my teammates, and uh, that's what I tried to do. It seemed like you guys had a sense of urgency from the opening tip. Did you feel that tonight? Just... Definitely, definitely. You know, uh, like I said, we wanted this one. We were hungry for this one. And, uh, you know, we had to come out and perform against a very, very good Utah team. And uh, I'm just happy we were able to get out here with the win. What, were, what was your impression of Fox going at them? Especially? Uh, it, was, it was great. That's how we need him to be. You know, he was aggressive all game, put a lot of pressure on the defense, and made plays, made plays for us. And, uh, you know, he's a great player. That's what we're going to need from him. How different is it for you kind of when you're coming off the bench, you have an ability to kind of judge the game and the officiating, picking up quick fouls. How did that kind of change how you had to manage things the rest of the way? I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's an adjustment for, for everybody. You know, it's a lot of things that the league stressed this year. And uh, it's, you know, it's just an adjustment period. You know, I'm just uh, trying to adjust to how they call the game. And, um, you know, I figured it out. How nice was it to see Dwayne hit that big three oh, late in the game? It was great. You had to <laughs> dial it up, called it on the bench. I knew, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You know, he struggling a little bit shooting the ball, but he was everywhere on defense, you know, everywhere, being a good teammate. And uh, I just knew he was due for one. So uh, glad it went down when it did. I'm confident in saying that dude right there, Rashawn Holmes, is everybody's favorite player. There is not one aspect about this dude to not love. He is awesome. Uh, I am a fan for sure. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in here to the podcast. As I was saying, uh, before we went to Rashawn Holmes, uh, Rashawn Holmes, please uh, rate and review the show, uh, particularly on Apple Podcasts. But if you're on Google Play or Spotify, anything that allows you to leave star ratings, we greatly appreciate it. Share it with all your friends. Appreciate all the support here so far in this young season. Kings get the win, 102 to 101, and move uh, to one and five. You can't start a win streak without winning the first game. We'll see what happens in New York. We will see you Sunday evening, immediately following. The Knicks and the Sacramento Kings. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.